we all think we know what happened with the origins of COVID, with it coming out of Wuhan, but there's a huge difference between thinking and having evidence that we can actually use. We have a whistleblower, his name is Dr. Andrew Huff. Dr. Andrew Huff worked for EcoHealth Alliance during the time that SARS-CoV-2 was created in the Wuhan lab. Once he came forward with this information, we then went through and we verified everything we could as many ways as we possibly could. We've got this nailed, and I'm going to tell you my takeaways. SARS-CoV-2 was in fact created in a lab in Wuhan, China. It was not only created in a lab in Wuhan, China, but let me tell you this. It was created in a lab in Wuhan, China, where they knew they couldn't verify safety protocols. They couldn't verify that this was a safe place to do it, but they went ahead with it anyways. Fauci did fund it. There's no question. No question in my mind. We've got the grants. We've got the paperwork. It fits with what, what Andrew's telling us. It fits with all our research. I think it's pretty much indisputable that this was created there. This one is a big one, and probably part of the reason we're having a heart, we want to make sure that this gets out so that I don't uh, end up uh, Epstein. Um, the U.S. intelligence community appears to have been involved actively and aware. Thomas, thank you for joining us today. And you have basically uncovered how our government was involved in the origins of SARS-CoV-2 and unleashing this bioweapon on the public. Tell us more about it. Yes, ma'am, and glad to be here, Alicia. So what we have is, is something is probably back in uh, May-ish. It might be off on the date. But a guy named Dr. Andrew Huff was introduced to me. And Dr. Huff, is, he's a good guy. He's a combat vet. He's an infantry guy in the military. Yeah, he's been through that whole thing. He's got a master's in security technology. He's got a PhD in environmental epidemiology. He worked at Sandia National Labs. He had Q clearance for the Department of Energy. I mean, you know, this guy is, he's a brilliant guy. He's a patriot. He's just a good guy, right? So Huff, turns out he actually worked for EcoHealth Alliance back in 2014 through 16, which is when they actually built SARS-CoV-2 in the lab. He was there. And he's actually testified under penalty of perjury, I've got a declaration from him, uh, that, that yes, they did create this in the lab. And so what we did was we, we found out, you know, all the stuff that Andrew had to say, and I'll, I'll be going through all that with you, but uh, the key is, is that we recognize that, you know, if we just put this out as a declaration, you know, I've been around the block on this a few times at this point, the other side's going to do everything they can to attack and discredit him. So after we found out from Huff what was going on, we spent the next, I don't know, uh, three, four months corroborating every single aspect of this with as much available information as possible. And between him and what was there, we've been able to connect the dots in a way that I don't think has been done before. I think it's critical. And basically, we can, we can now tell you several crucial, crucial things. First, yes, SARS-CoV-2 was created in a lab in Wuhan, China with funding from Anthony Fauci. And probably more importantly, we can also confirm that EcoHealth Alliance, who was really the kind of key player in this, 
was aware that they did not have the proper safety protocols and procedures in place, nor could they verify that the lab did. Yet they went ahead with this dangerous research anyways. We can also confirm that, you know, Anthony Fauci, when he said, I didn't do gain-of-function work in Wuhan to, to the U.S. Congress, that was an outright lie. I mean, no question about it. We've, we've got a couple papers. We've got Andrew's testimony. We've got documents. We also have the fact that EcoHealth Alliance was given an exemption so that they could do gain-of-function work in Wuhan, China, which is odd because why would you need an exemption to do it if you weren't doing it? So Fauci's a liar, not that that's a surprise to anybody. Um, we also have really strong evidence that suggests that the U.S. intelligence community either knew or was involved in this work. And that's something that truly needs to be investigated, right? Nobody ever looks into the intel community. But the intel community was aware of this. There's no question they were aware of this. And we really need some serious investigations to find out who, who knew what and when they knew it. And those investigations also need to ask about private partners to EcoHealth Alliance because we listed names of a lot of groups that we think should be investigated because of their tie-ins to this, including the Biden family, because Hunter Biden, through his investments in Rosemont Seneca, owned a piece of Metabiota at the time that this was created. And Metabiota, at the time this was created, was listed as a partner in the Wuhan labs with EcoHealth Alliance. So I think we need to ask ourselves, along with everything else, did the president's son make any money off of the creation of SARS-CoV-2? And did the president illegally or legally use his powers as president to cover for his son's involvement in any way, shape, or form with something that would obviously be a great political embarrassment? You know, Thomas, it's like we see the theft, we see the murder, which amounts to mass genocide, the crimes against humanity, hate and lies they tried to shove down our throats over the months and it's like the people have no recourse in all this and we see the attack that we're under we know our election was stolen we know they used covid to do that and it's very clear that they unleashed this pandemic and i wanted to talk to you about uh the ingredient that's in the mrna uh, vaccines poison shots it's a uh, furin cleavage same genetic sequence yeah. the same spike protein that they, that's created in SARS-CoV-2 in the lab, SARS-CoV-2 in the lab is in the mRNA technology, the furin cleavage site yeah. and the yeah, genetic and sequence. Tell us more about that. Yeah, well, and it's a great question. And I will tell you, if it makes you feel any better, this is a super complicated thing. And that's why it took us so long to write this, because we had to figure this, you know, these scientists and stuff had to dumb this down to where a lawyer could understand it. So, I mean, it took a while. Um, so the furin cleavage site is probably some of the strongest evidence that this was created in the lab, right? So it, the furin cleavage site is where the spike protein, when, when we talk about coronavirus, when we talk about SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19, you, you probably heard of the spike protein, right? The spike protein is the part of the virus that connects to the human cells and that's what allows it to infect humans. If it didn't have that, it, would, it wouldn't be able to connect to human cells, and so it just passed through your body. Well, that spike protein was added to the virus at the furin cleavage site, okay? That's where that you find that spike protein. 
And part of the genetic sequence in that spike protein is the exact reverse match of a sequence found in a Moderna patent. And I don't normally use patents as evidence because patents suggest that something's possible but don't necessarily prove that it was done. In this case, however, some scientists did a study on this. And the odds of this genetic sequence match was one, one in a billion with a B, one in a billion. So you have a patented genetic sequence that is identical and, and identical in reverse to the uh, spike protein, one in a billion chance that that happens by accident. So, you know, I mean, the idea that this was not created in a lab, I mean, this is just another piece. Like I said, we did all this work and all this research to be able to corroborate what's going on here. You know, I mean, this is, this is a critical thing. We had to corroborate what Andrew did. Well, there's, there's one piece of our evidence shows there's a one in a billion chance he's wrong. One in a billion. I, I just, I can't say that enough. And so, and also, you know, by the way, Moderna, anybody, anybody? Now, I cannot prove, and I don't have evidence other than, you know, the obvious, that this was created or is a uh, actual bioweapon, per se. But... Oh. You've got uh, the Bill Gates of the world uh, yeah. advocating for population control yeah. via vaccines uh, right in front of They're pretty brazen yeah. about it. And what's more suspicious, too, is the fact that, well, for example, Dr. Zelenko, before he passed away, he mentioned to me that he believed he was on a hit list. And yeah. uh, Andrew Huff, I've gotten a chance to speak to him a few times. And... It seems like he's being targeted by the oh. government, too, for being a whistleblower. So yeah. what's it been like for you and your whistleblowers? Have you received threats or reason to feel like you're going to be Epstein? Or uh, do you feel like you have to put it all on the line to fight these cases? Oh, Alicia. So, I mean, it, it's funny. I mean, for me personally, Andrew and a lot of my people have gone through a lot. And I feel sorry for them. I'm very defensive of my people do everything I can to protect them and keep them safe. For my part, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I kind of break it down in different phases. There was the try and buy me off phase, and that was where I kept getting messages from random people about, you know, if you uh, if you weren't pursuing this litigation, you know, that would probably be a great, you'd probably have a great future, this political appointment or that or, you know, whatever. I just thought that was ridiculous because I hate politics. And then uh, they moved on from there to the the death threat phase i went through a phase where i i mean if i didn't go a day with a death threat i fit it didn't feel like i was doing something um you know all sorts of stuff there um i, I ended up making fun of it in the media you know i still joke i'm not suicidal so you know um i love life so you know hey if anybody shoots me it's it certainly wasn't me and uh you someone should investigate it so, uh, yeah, we, that's how I dealt with that because, you know, what else are you going to do? I, what, what am I going to do? I'm not going to quit fighting, so I don't care about that. And then uh, we went through from there, we went through the media hit piece phase where the media did everything they could to destroy me. And uh, that didn't work out because we just said, yeah, I might be a, an evil sinner of a person, but guess what? I haven't killed six and a half million people. Anthony Fauci did, so why don't you write a story about him? 
well, that just that worked out really well for us and really badly for them because it raised our profile and didn't really hurt us. And then uh, from there, uh, we went back to the never talk about runs type thing because you know we've kind of tried everything and I still get harassment now and then, you know, little things, you know, your occasional death threats and stuff like that. But I just don't care. I mean, you know, we see we see you know tech issues with the computers and the phones and stuff like that on a constant basis and uh, things like that. But I don't care. Listen, there's nothing they can do on this planet that's going to stop me from fighting. The only thing they can do is make me matter. So when you talk about six and a half million COVID deaths from COVID globally, and then you look at the, the protocols that are instituted in the hospitals, that literally forced doctors to comply with remdesivir and intubation to basically murder people in the hospital and hold them hostage. Yep. It's just insane. When do you and intend to- Throw in the jabs. Throw in the jabs. Throw in how the jabs. We don't even killed? know how many people have died or gotten strokes or- And the suicides from the lockdowns and the crime yeah. increases from the lockdowns. They've killed, they've killed, we're approaching World War II totals when we talk about the number of deaths from this this fraudulent pandemic. And Alicia, here's the thing. At the end of the day, these people who are playing God in a lab in Wuhan, China, and giving the Chinese Communist Party access to technology that they probably didn't have, that the Chinese Communist Party could use to develop future bioweapons to use against the United States, while they were doing this, they were doing it in a place without proper safety protocols. And at the end of the day, those actions have now resulted in 6.5 million dead people, plus however many we can't account for. And we're invested, and we have our Congress in spending a year on investigating January 6th, where one person who was shot by a police officer. Now, I'm going to tell you what I did here, and I really hope. That along with that, this you help me get this everywhere. Congress has asked. We've got good people in Congress: Senator Johnson, Senator Paul, Congressman Jordan. They've all been fighting to expose Fauci's gain-of-function work, right? Okay. I have spent months putting together a gift for them. Here it is. I, in a, with a nice little bow on it, gave you everything you need to move forward on investigations, including people you need to investigate. I need to know, what I need to see is outside of those guys who I believe are actually trying to fight this, I want to know which other people in Congress were grandstanding or which are going to actually take action. I want to know which other people in Congress are going to ignore the six and a half million deaths, the the crisis that made us lock our children out of school for two years, in some places, the crisis that made us mask, the crisis that made all of these people die. Are we going to investigate this? When are we going to have a war crimes tribunal? I volunteer to do the work on that for free. I will investigate this and I will assure you whatever we find will be made public and will be honest and it is not for sale. But I want to know when we're going to do something with it. We gave you everything you asked. This was your issue. This was the issue that they wanted to investigate. Here it is. Let's go. Let's investigate. It's been all talk. At the very best, we have a handful of GOP congressmen. They're never Democrats, of course, 
for oh. speaking out and exposing this corruption, but that's all it ever amounts to. There's never, there hasn't been any indictments. We see uh, Bannon's home raided. Average Americans who protested election fraud, their homes raided at 3 a.m. They're yep. bankrupt. They're in jail. But where is our representation, Thomas? It really does feel like there's already this one world order uh, government instituted, this new world order agenda being put that we're adhering to. And there's no way out because we can't fight the next election theft. Tell us, Thomas, when you're going to file your lawsuit. How do you think it's going to play out in the court? It, I mean, is it the, depends on the judge we get. Will we ever see these people in front of a jury? So the lawsuit should be filed in the next week or two. That's the hope. I always hate saying that because, you know, the thing about these things is sometimes you run into an unexpected difficulty and it slows it down and you just never know for sure. I mean, so this is... Some of the stuff that's really hard to work with and research and write. I mean, it's it's complicated stuff. So, and it's not like uh, uh, they had a great, great, great story on Justin News about about this stuff this morning. Although they chastised me, they made they picked on me about a couple uh, editing errors. Well, I don't have an editorial team, so if I, you know, proofreading your own work is hard. And uh, you know, luckily I worked with MAFA, Make Americans Free Again, and uh, Dr. Huff on this. But, you know, it's still, it's easy to miss something. The doctors have had to put their lawyer hats on. As a journalist, oh, I've had to learn more science and start investigating these hospitals. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It can and be the African-American citizen has to step up, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's it. Uh, and I think probably the most important part of my story is that I am we the people. I'm just a schmuck. I'm just some schlub from Ohio. And, you know, people, I always, I always tell people because people like, and I'm really honored by it when people are like, oh, you're a hero, you're doing this, you're doing that. I'm not, I'm just some guy. And that's, that's what you got to understand. We, the people have really done a lot on this. We, the people have exposed a lot of truth. We, the people, thanks to people like you, Alicia. I mean, you've, done, you've been relentless in exposing the truth and writing about this and then doing what you've done. You know, you and I have talked. You know, I know you, you work your tail off. But we, the people, are going to win this because we can't rely on anybody else. Now, like I said, I think Johnson is admirable. He's really put his neck on the line. He's fought hard. Um, I'm hoping, I haven't had the opportunity to talk with Rand Paul or Jim Jordan about it. I'm hoping that they will do something with this. You know, they've been outspoken with it. Um, you know, so, and God bless Donald Trump. You know, in April, at the end of April, early May of 2020, he said, yeah, it's created in Wuhan. Well, he was right. Trump was right. There's your headline. <laughs> Trump was right. Uh, you know, I mean, and he was. Because, uh, you know, he knew this. He was correct. But, you know, if if we're correct that the intelligence community deserves to be investigated in the way that I think they ought to be investigated, it wouldn't be a real surprise that they would be able that they would have the capacity to undermine his messaging. You know, that's their job. I mean, you know, creating these sorts of problems are there, are, is what they do when they go into other countries. So, you know, the misinformation, controlling it, managing it, working with it. And by the way, everybody looks at Fauci and HHS. Most of the contracts for the jabs and all these other things were done through DOD. A lot of the funding, a lot of the research, all this stuff, DOD is where we need to be looking. 
It's the, that's when the, you realize our go- our own government is uh, trying to kill us, and it's in a silent attack. It's a psychological attack. It's these slow kill vaccines, and what do we do about it? Um, it's incredible when you realize that we are we are under a dictatorship in some ways, unless we fight our way out of this thing. We've lost so much of our freedom. We've we've just given it up, honestly. And now we're at a point where we have to earn it back. We have to earn it back. It's not coming back for free. These people will never relinquish the power we've given them. We either earn our freedom back or it's gone forever. And they will continue to take more if we allow them to. So the question is, do you want a free nation for your children? Or do you want what you see here? Do you want what you see them doing now? I mean, look what we've got. We've got inflation. We've got gas just out of control. We've got food shortages. I mean, we have baby food shortages for how long? We've got all these crises. Everything in the world that you can think of going bad, the U.S. economy is on the brink of collapse. And we've got two options. We either retake our freedom and insist upon a good, free, America-first type country, or we lose everything. What do you want for your kids? Thomas, you say there's been a flurry in Washington since you've come forward with this report exposing how the government created COVID, our government, the U.S. government, and the intelligence agencies. Tell, tell us more about that, because we saw earlier this week Biden on 60 Minutes saying the pandemic's over. What's the flurry that you mentioned during the press conference happening in Washington? Yeah, well, we've heard a lot of rumors, and I, I, I won't give specifics because I can't verify them. It's Washington, so, you know, they lie about everything. But from what I hear, there's been a couple of really important meetings that have occurred. We actually sent this to Washington last week to a couple of places. Since then, there's been a lot of uh, announcements. You know, on Saturday, Redfield said Fauci lied it was created in a lab. That was huge huge now that that and it coincided perfectly now maybe as a coincidence maybe he just found his conscience or maybe he was trying to distance himself and keep himself from getting pulled under the bus um you saw then the next day joe, joe biden whose kid might have made money off of this saying there's no more pandemic nothing to see here i guess we don't need to report on this anymore well okay but he, are you Joe, did you uh, did you did you call off the emergency? The answer is no. By the way, um, you know this is him tell, trying to tell the press not to not to cover this. But here's the bottom line: Is Joe Biden using his position as president to try and cover for his kid? And look at the timing. Right after we've got a firsthand whistleblower combat vet come forward with ridiculous credentials to talk about this. Right after we put this giant report out, suddenly you got people all of a sudden, you know, it's kind of like when they started saying, yeah, we should look into this lab leak thing. You know when that happened? Within 10 days of me announcing I was working with Dr. Huff. 10 days. And and people started saying, you know, maybe there's some truth to this lab leak thing. These guys have been very worried about it. And part of the reason, I think, is because the Republicans have indicated that they actually do want to investigate and do something with this. So now, uh, you know, I gave them the present. Here you go. Do it. Let's see it. I'll volunteer my time. I will, 
I, I will go on record and I will tell you, I will not only volunteer my time to assist, I will pay my own expenses to assist, and I will also do my best to cover any expenses for Dr. Huff to assist in putting this together so that we can prosecute those that are behind the death of 6.5 million plus however many others. Tremendous how you've exposed so much over the past year or two since you've been filing these lawsuits. And I still the, the bottom line too is these these emergency protocols are still murdering people in the hospital. There's still yes, people are. dying every day from the vaccine and they're not over yet. As last we spoke, you're we talking about the World Health Organization and how Biden has basically surrendered US sovereignty to the WHO. What's the update on that from your vantage point? Because right now the World Economic Forum and the Clinton Foundation and the UN General Assembly is taking place yeah. in New York City where they're talking about uh, they're hosting a climate summit yeah. and how to perpetuate the, the, the pandemic and the crisis and the bioweapon attack. Yeah, and I'm, I'm certain they all rode bicycles to the climate summit and uh, that they are none of their none of them have armed bodyguards because they don't like guns either. So. They have no armed bodyguards, and they all rode bicycles to the summit to protect our environment. So there's no global warming from this summit. And uh, by the way, none of the, they all they all rode boats across the ocean to get here. So you know, and they're I, all I, eating I, bugs at their their galleries. Yes, and <laughs> bugs, bugs. All the catering is fresh bugs from the Gates Foundation, and uh, you know these because none of them are hypocritical. Um, yeah. So the the who thing. I think we we had we had raised enough awareness that it didn't happen at the time. Thanks also to our brothers and sisters in Africa, because a bunch of the African nations said hell no. Um, so you know, but they've been through this for years over in Africa, where where you know basically these monsters come over there and under the guise of public health experiment on the people and kill the people. So you know the African nations knew, but. I think that uh, you got to understand that this whole thing, you know, there's two major players behind, behind a lot of this. And one is, I would say, generally the billionaire class. Not every billionaire, but a lot of them. Uh, if you're tied to the World Economic Forum or George Soros, you're probably involved, which is a lot of them. Um, and there's a few others that, that kind of keep a little quieter about their connections, but are very intricate to this. And then there's the CCP. Those are probably the top two groups behind a lot of this. And you got to understand, the push for globalization is really what all this is about. You know, these people, they're, they're just trying to take over the world. They want two classes of people, those that have and those that don't. They want to create these eternal, uh, this eternal nobility class, for lack of a better term. It's sick. Well, they also, Thomas, want us to comply with government mandate brain chipping. And they have a whole transhumanism uh, metaverse agenda that they really want, which has to do with the digital uh, surveillance or the PCR test using all that. Oh, what are they doing with the PCR test? I mean, you've also think, you're also filed suits about the manipulation of PCR data. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was really uh, really about gathering genetic data. I mean, you know, that that's came out since then that there was really a big DNA collection type thing. But, you know, the thing about this is, is when I talk about this, I frequently think to myself, what are you saying? Have you lost your mind? Are you now a conspiracy theorist? 
But the reality is, is no, I'm just, I'm just reading what they say. I mean, I can't help it that Yuval Noah Harari is out there. You know, Yuval Noah Harari, who Barack Obama loves, who Klaus Schwab loves, who all these people love, is out there saying it's too bad the KGB and Hitler didn't have more technology because they could have did a much better job. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're talking about enslaving people on a global scale, essentially, and this is the dream, I guess, for these people. I mean, it's sick beyond words, and I don't know what to say because it's not my words. It's theirs. And then what really shocks me about it are the people who are so stupid, and they always think they're smart. They're like, oh, you have to understand, he's just so far ahead of us, and he wants to have us all live eternally. Okay, because I'm sure he's going to subject himself to having people control his brain. I'm sure he's going to subject himself to being on the control end of uh, the elites. Because, you know, he talks about there being an elite class and how, you know, these dictators should be there. Okay, which end are you going to be on, Harari? Are you going to be on the people that are uh, with the people who are ruled? No. He thinks he's going to be at the top. And that's how it always is. All communism, all dictators, it's always a lie. Oh, we're going to make it good and fair for everybody. No, you're not. You're going to make it great for yourself and screw everybody else. That's what it is. And, uh, you know, that's the thing about these crooks. You know, they talk about all the glorious opportunities if we connect our heads to computers and do all these crazy things and gene therapies and genetic manipulation, all these things that sound like science fiction. But the reality is, is they want us to do it, but you know darn well they aren't doing it. And the reality is, is that's what COVID was about. That's why they, that they were able to completely gain control of our country, pick the puppet, uh, decrepit dictator they wanted to install that makes a mockery of the United States across the globe. And then they get to get us to comply with COVID uh, experimental gene therapy modification shots. And what's after that? The QR code and the chip in your arm. And without people like you, Thomas, fighting, it really does seem like we're doomed. But there are people fighting. And I can't wait to see you win this lawsuit I can't wait to see this all play out in court one day. That's the that would be just miraculous. Well, we're working on it, and we will continue working on it, and we're going to continue doing this. But we need everybody to help us share this information. We need this to be as viral as possible. We need everybody to ask the Republicans: Are you going to hold these people accountable? They killed 6.5 million. You ought to ask the Democrats too. Because it, this shouldn't be a partisan issue. This is about six and a half million dead people. That's not partisan. That's just something that we need to deal with. So, you know, ask away. I pray that we get somewhere on this. And, uh, you know, just take a stand. Be active. Thank you so much, Thomas. Where do we follow up with your case? How do we find you? How do we support your work? Thank you. Uh, so rens-law.com is the best. R-E-N-Z-law.com. Uh, there's links to everything there. I'm very active on True Social. I really like that. Although, uh, I don't know, we're dinking around with Twitter. They haven't thrown me off yet. Give it a few minutes. Um, the only reason for that is, is that I think it's valuable because there's a lot of people that we can retweet to that are, we need to get this in front of these elected officials. They live in this bubble. And, you know, we need to pull in more people. And re we can't just talk to our own people. 
I'll go there. I'll stake them out and hold the documents in front of them and ask them why they're complying with mass genocide or I know you will. All. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, well, and and listen, I you know, I've had the opportunity for you watching. I've had the opportunity to sit and spend some time with Alicia. No, she really will. She is a <laughs> you are you are tenacious if anything. We'll see what happens in the weeks to come. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you.